Welcome to the ANA Podcast, Sports Talk with your hosts, Anthony Cortez, Alex Ashley, and Kevin Rowe. And what's up and welcome back. It's the ANA Sports Show. This is episode 131 to my count. I am your host, Anthony Cortez, and I'm joined alongside my two good friends and co-hosts, Mr. Alex Ashley. What is going on, everybody? I'm Mr. Kevin Rowe. What's up, what's up? Not much, Kev. Thanks for, thanks for asking, though. How was your week, man? My week's been good. Not much going on. Just keeping up with sports, spending time with family. That's about it. That's about it. Yep. Alex, how are you doing, man? Good. I had my first day back uh, for three weeks of being off. Did not like waking up at 6.30. <laughs> school or work? Uh, work. I have school oh. tomorrow. First day of school is tomorrow, but first day back at work was today. Oh, okay, cool. And I was just, just struggling. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. Three weeks off. Yeah. Huh? Three weeks off will mess you up. Oh, I, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. I, I had that just... when they uh, sent us home because of uh, COVID issues. We missed, I think it was about four weeks before they finally brought me on to work from home. I remember and, that. Yeah. yeah, that was rough. That sucked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Rough transitioning. But uh, for anyone wondering, huh? Just waking up is rough. <laughs> waking up oh is my struggle. god, that was the worst. <laughs> waking up is a struggle, man. Seriously. I'm a night owl. I'm a night owl. I'm a person who stays up all night. I would. I will work overnight before I have to work at like four thirty every day. Yep, I believe it. Yep. All right, I just in case anybody's. Uh-huh. Yeah. I did that for a couple of years. Yeah. Worth the overnight shift? Yeah. I wouldn't be able to do that. I'm not much of a – well, I mean, I am I can be a night owl, but after a certain point, I got to go to bed. And I don't – I've never mind waking up early. Like, it's just – obviously, is it a struggle? Yes, but you got to do it. You got you to do it. Yeah. But anyways, we're an all-sports podcast, ladies and gentlemen, in case you haven't gotten the hit yet. Um <laughs> And we had a fun weekend of football. Before before we do that, let's get to some highlights. Alex, you got any highlights? Um, I do. I do have a couple highlights. Let's start with a couple of hirings uh, in the football world. Uh, so the Chargers will hire Rams defensive coordinator Brand Staley, uh, another young guy. You know, the league definitely seems to be going in kind of this younger coaches league right now. Um, so the Rams defensive coordinator will now be the Chargers' next head coach. He will inherit a pretty good uh, lineup over there. Uh, the Falcons have agreed to terms with the Titans' offensive coordinator. Will will be the Titans' former offensive coordinator, Arthur Smith. In Arthur, we trust both Arthur Blank and now Arthur Smith. We'll see how that goes. Um, another big one, the Jets have hired 49ers' D.C. Robert Sala. Uh, they reached an agreement on a five-year deal. He will actually be the first uh, Muslim head coach in the NFL, so continuing to uh, break barriers. Uh, and then another – Muslim or Indian? Uh, or Indian Muslim. American. Muslim? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is uh, of the Islamic faith. Uh, and then another uh, a big – and this happened last Thursday – big hire uh, in the NFL. Jaguars hire former Ohio State and Florida coach Urban Meyer – uh, as their next head coach. Um, so those are kind of some some big ones there. Another one that I thought was particularly interesting, uh, former Vanderbilt kicker Sarah Fuller, first woman to score a point in Power Five uh, for a female. 
um, says she's been invited to attend the uh, president-elect Joe Biden's inauguration. Um, so hopefully that, uh, that that's pretty cool. I found that, you know, again, uh, if you look at the lineup for that, it's definitely interesting. Uh, and then last but not least, in just another example of the issues that college football faces, Tennessee fires coach Jeremy Pruitt uh, amid probes into potential recruiting violations. Uh, there has been issues in the NCAA basketball, NCAA football with recruiting violations. And just, again, we see uh, the lack of oversight on that. Uh, at least they are digging into it. At least there is some kind of investigation. Um, but that has been a problem and continues to be a problem. So, But good on the balls. If there was an issue, they got rid of the issue. So we'll see uh, who they pick up. There's some talk about it might be somebody from Alabama, one of Alabama's coaching staff. Uh, we'll see if that actually turns out to be true or not. But we'll see. Tennessee has a pretty good lineup. They have a real good offense, a uh, real young quarterback. Um, so we'll see what happens there. But good on good on the Vols organization. All right. Thanks for the highlights, Alex. Time for another three. Time for another uh, round of three words. In this in this round, we're going divisional, and uh, we're going to continue with each team, not just three words for the game, but three words for each team. Starting off with the Saturday games, uh, Rams and Packers. Packers, of course, win 32-18. to 18. What I have? We're going to do, again, one team at a time. So I'm going to start off with the Packers and what I do. Uh, just having fun. I sent a uh, – I sent a uh, – I don't know if it was a meme or what. It was, it was an Instagram post. I sent it to Alex, somebody saying uh, how – Something about Aaron Rodgers just has fun out there, and like when he's smiling, he enjoys the game way too much, and something along those lines. So, uh, yeah, the Packers are just having Packers and Aaron Rodgers are just having fun. So, Alex, Lambo or bust? At this point, with as good as the Packers have been, I think the only thing that's in the minds of the organization, the players, the coaches, the fans, the whole city of Green Bay is. Winning that trophy, uh, the Lombardi Trophy, and you know it's 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 impressive what they've been able to do so far. I said uh, Lombardi or bust. Excuse me, I think I said Lambo or bust. Lombardi or bust. Kev, A for excellence. You got Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, Alan Lazard, Devontae Adams. All of these A's are killing it for the Packers. <clears throat> Excuse me. Aaron Rodgers went for almost 300 yards passing and three total touchdowns. Aaron Jones almost had 100 yards rushing and a touchdown. Uh, Alan Lazard almost went for 100 yards receiving and a touchdown. Devontae Adams had nine catches and a touchdown. Um, you can't stop all of them. <laughs> you can't. And it's going to be interesting to see how – Tampa Bay tries to play them. Yes, it is. Uh, for the Rams, I went with just not enough because, yeah, clearly and obviously, it is the, uh, Jared Goff played pretty well, actually, threw, threw some nice balls, threw some, uh, a few good passes, and, um, but the defense just obviously wasn't enough. So, yeah, just not enough for me. Kev? Who's your receiver? I say that as the Rams really don't have a number one receiver. If 
I give Jared Goff a lot of grief. I do. And it's a lot of it has to do with being a former number one pick. Uh, I feel like he should be better than he is. But I look at it now as part of who's his number one receiver. I don't consider Woods a number one receiver. I don't consider um, – oh, Lord, I can't think of his name now. The uh, Cooper Cup a number one receiver. They need a number one receiver to complement these guys to really spread out the defense in order for them to be able to have a good passing game. So I think they need to look at the draft strongly. But the problem is they don't have a first-round pick. So you got to look closely and maybe trying to find some value in the second round for that number one pick or for that uh, number one receiver or make a trade. Again, <laughs> Alex, three words for the Packers, uh, or for the for the Rams. Sorry, for the Rams. Right, no worries. Uh, can't win injured. Some of their biggest players uh, for the Rams were injured in this game. Uh, Aaron Donald obviously had the the rib issue. Um, Jared Goff was coming off of a, a broken thumb. Uh, and Cooper Cup was just coming off of the the injury list. I believe it was uh, COVID related. Well, Cooper uh, Cup didn't even play. Right. Yeah. But or was he inactive or was he on the like the actual injured list? He was inactive. Okay. Uh, or like I I think he was injured for this game. Gotcha. So yeah, it, you, it's hard to win injured. It's hard to go to Lambeau and win. It's hard to win when your quarterback's got a broken thumb. It's hard to palm that ball when the base of your hand, you know, isn't working all that well, you know, it's, it's, it's a hard thing to do if you're not at a hundred percent. And we saw what happens when you're not at a hundred percent in this last week. Um, you know, I don't even necessarily think it was, I don't, I don't even, I think that they have a good set of receivers in Robert Woods um, and Cooper cup, especially if you're looking for compliments to your run game. Um, Cam Akers has, has shown that he can definitely, take the brunt of that offense and be the guy there, um, you know, be the running back that they, they really need. Um, but I think the biggest issue is, is you can't be injured this deep in the playoffs against a team like Green Bay. Um, and again, I, I think you saw what happens when, when you are. Um, on the next game, the the second game on Saturday was the Bills and Ravens. Bills win at seventeen to three, and for the Bills, I put get the lead. Um, I'll talk about that next next episode in part two. But um, you need to get the lead against the Chiefs next week, and you need to not let it go. Obviously, so yeah, get the lead. Alex, three words for the Bills. Uh, for the Bills, uh, <laughs> all on Allen. At this point, it really seems that the entire offense runs through Allen because it, a game in and game out over the past, I'll even go back as far as six weeks, Bill's offense can't get can't run the ball. They just cannot seem to to move the ball. Um, you know, David Singletary was their leading back with 25 yards on seven carries. Uh, now, Josh Allen did have a, a pretty decent day, 23 of 37, 206 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Diggs, obviously, you know, the big time guy there with over 100 yards receiving and a touchdown. Um, but that concerns me because the deeper you go into the playoffs, you've got to have that balance. Um, but right now, it's it's very obvious that 
the entire playbook, everything in that offense has to go through Allen first. Kev, three words for the Bills. Find some parity. And it's a ride right on what Alex was saying is they need to find some parity. They need to find some type of running game in this next game. So you need to get Singletary going. Um, it wasn't even the fact that they couldn't get anything going. They stopped trying. Uh, they only had 16 attempts rushing. Seven of them are by your quarterback. And you only had 32 yards rushing in the game. So, I mean, averaging two yards a carry, that's not good. Uh, Like Alex is saying, everything is going through Josh Allen. If you don't find some type of parity to get these guys off the line, Tyron Matthew, I think it's uh, Daniel Sorensen of Kansas City, they're going to pick you off. They're going to make you pay. They are going to be all over these wide receivers. And you're not going to have anywhere to go to. And then you got the likes of, uh, oh, man, I can't think of his name. On their defensive line, you're going to have some sacks then. You're going to have some a lot of turnover issues if you're not careful. So they need to find some parity against this defense of the Saint, uh, against this defense of the Chiefs. Otherwise, they're not going to win with or without Mahomes for the Chiefs. All right, for the Ravens, um, I had they'll be back because, I mean, unfortunately you just ran into some, you, you ran into some unfortunate luck and uh, obviously Lamar Jackson uh, suffered a concussion. It's, been, it's officially been ruled a concussion, right? Yes. Um, and he had to exit the game after not being cleared to come back. Um, but Ravens fans, you'll be back. Um, this, team is, this team is obviously very talented. Lamar Jackson is obviously very talented. Um, so, yeah, you'll be back. They'll be back. Whatever. You know what I mean. Kevin, three words for the Ravens. Take a dump. Because <laughs> that's exactly what this team did. Their defense showed up. They played well against the, the dynamic passing attack of Buffalo. The wind was screaming and blowing, and it was hard to maybe get some passes going. But this is a running team. Lamar Jackson didn't leave until the third quarter. Where was your offense? Out taking a dump or something? Because nothing showed up for this game at all. Alex, three words for the Ravens? Uh, <laughs> let her fly. Uh, and the reason I say that is because it, it, it very much seemed that the Bills put a huge emphasis on stopping the run in this game. Um, and they did a fantastic job of it. The number one rush offense uh, in the league was held to 150 total by four different running backs or three different running backs and, and Lamar Jackson, a quarterback who himself had nine carries for only 34 yards. And we're used to seeing him get 50, 60, 70, 80. I think he had 100 uh, the game before. And so the two running backs and then the two quarterbacks. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Huntley is a quarterback. Um, so yeah, you know, they, they, they forced them to throw the ball and showed yet again that if you want to beat Lamar Jackson, you have to make him throw the ball. You have to make him throw the ball. That's the only way. Um, well, not the only way, but that's, that's a, that's a good way to beat him. 
speaking of the Ravens, just came across my phone. Uh, Ravens are releasing Mark Ingram. Really? Wow. Save uh, five million off of their cap space next year. Okay. Thanks for the breaking news, Cap. Uh, Sunday's game starting off with the Chiefs and Browns. Uh, for the winning Chiefs, I put what a call because with whatever many seconds or minute it was left in the in the game, uh, the Chiefs were facing the fourth and basically inches with Chad Henney at QB. It looked like they were trying to draw the defense offsides or and try to draw a penalty or something. Um, kind of, and then all of a sudden. Chad Henney lines up in a shotgun, which nobody does in fourth and whatever. And um, Andy Reid calls a just a simple, just I don't know what you want to, I don't know what the actual play call is, but um, just a kind of pass to the pass to the right side of the field. And I think I believe it was Tyreek Hill that picked up the um, pretty much game ceiling first down. Um, so what a call, dude! Yeah, Alex, three words for the winning Chiefs. Yeah, that was gutsy. <laughs> This year's Chiefs. This game was won in a style very much reminiscent of most of the Chiefs' wins probably since week eight. Patrick Mahomes did what he needed to do. What, 21 of 30, 255 yards, a touchdown, and a ball thrown over the mountains over there? Uh, You know, they had uh, 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 rushing by committee. Williams was the big one with Hilaire out, uh, 78 yards. Uh, Mahomes, you know, three rushes, 14 yards and a touchdown. Chad Henney had his rushes. Hill, Bell, Hardman. And then the defense came up when it needed to. The Chiefs got a little bit of a break when they needed it. This was a very much a Chiefs style of win this year. It looked like the Chiefs in almost every game. The only difference is, they didn't score 22, uh, or they didn't score 30-plus. They only scored 22. So this looked like the Chiefs have looked all season, basically. And then, yeah, of course, the big one is Patrick Mahomes went out. Chad Henney had to come in. And the offense didn't look stagnant, but it didn't look good either. Uh, you know, it took kind of a miracle run by Henney and then a fucking God balls call by Andy Reid to throw to Tyree Kill and then for Tyree Kill to be, you know, to have the, the football IQ enough to just sit down. You know what I mean? It, it, you needed some lucky breaks and they got what they got their lucky breaks. Um, but this was, that was a close one. Cap, three words for the winning Chiefs. You can exhale. Because I know as soon as Holmes went out of that game, everybody in that stadium outside of the bill, uh, everybody on that Brown sidelines took a deep breath in and held it for the next 20 minutes or whatever it was of the game. (laughs) And that's exactly what happened in this game. The entire offense held the breath. Nothing was happening. They didn't get anywhere. Yeah, there were a couple plays that Henny made, but then he threw up just an absolute gift to a – uh, Brown's defender in the end zone when there was no need for that. So they made a couple plays to survive, but they could have easily lost this game there at the end. For the Lizzie and Browns, I went with still couldn't win because the, the Chiefs all but gave you a wide open door to winning this game. And 
I mean wide open by like Chad Henney throwing a just awfully bad pass into the end zone that got it intercepted. Forget what the score was at that time, but you have a the door is wide open for you to come back and win this game without Patrick Mahomes, um, and you couldn't do it. So still couldn't win without Patrick Mahomes going out with a um, what hasn't officially been ruled a concussion yet, but I mean I don't know what else to call it. So it was official in the game. It was right. Yeah, he's still in concussion protocol as of today too. So mm-hmm. yeah, Alex, three words for the losing Browns. Even more dangerous. It seems that the way the Browns operate is the more shit you talk on them right now, the more fired up they get. With Juju and Claypool talking shit, they beat them in the playoffs. Even when they were talking shit about them getting clapped in the next round, they weren't even going to play them. They were saying they were going to get destroyed in the next round. They did. They gave themselves a chance. Stefanski has made a team that you now have to reckon with in Cleveland. Baker Mayfield has shown that he can play quarterback at a high level in the NFL, especially in this system. The two-headed dragon of Chubb and Hunt proved to be solid when you basically have two number one backs. The wide receiving core is going to get healthy again. They're going to have Odell. Rashad Higgins has really stepped up. Jarvis Landry has shown that he's a huge piece. The, the tight ends, Hooper, made that great play on third, and I think it was 11. Uh, and I think, what's gonna, I think what you're going to see is you're going to see the Browns take this moment after winning their first playoff game in 20-something years and being, you know, to, you know talked down to and discredited all year long, and you're going to see an even more dangerous Browns team next year now that they have some continuity and some pieces and some good pieces in place. Cav, three words for the losing Browns. Future looks bright. Again, to kind of piggyback on what Alex has said is they got good pieces, man. They playing well. Now all they need to get is that consistency. Like he's saying with continuity, that's going to help. Uh, plus you got your number one receiver coming back. OBJ. Everybody forgot about him at the second half of this season because they were still winning. In fact, they were winning more. Now, after seeing what the Browns can do without him, let's see how they plug him back in and see if he can be that extra piece moving forward like he was for New York years ago. If they can just get a either a safety or a cornerback, they're going to be a very dangerous team. They need yeah. some secondary help. That's their weakest, weakest part. And yeah. even still, I mean, you got Denzel Ward. Like, they're going to be okay. Yeah. This is the new Browns. This ain't going away anytime soon. You're not going to see the own 16 Browns in the next at least five years. We'll leave that up to the Jags and Jets. Uh, On to the last game of the weekend, the Buccaneers and Saints, the marquee quarterback matchup that we were all looking forward to. The Buccaneers pulled it out 30-20. to I'm prepared, but Kevin, I'll let you start us off. Go ahead with the winning Buccaneers. Step up, D. That's what they did in this game. Four picks of the of the most accurate quarterback out there in Drew Brees in history, the most accurate quarterback. I mean, that's impressive when you're doing something like that. Yeah, Brees is on the tail end of his career, but man, stepping up, D. 
can you do it in Green Bay? Alex, three words for the Bucks. <laughs> Big D energy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it was very impressive uh, what the Bucks were able to do. That defense has uh, been playing better, playing with you know some more uh, confidence, playing with uh, better cohesion, probably since their break, um, maybe even since the Falcons game. Uh, and it really showed today, or today, excuse me, it really showed this weekend uh, with what they were able to do, uh, picking off Drew Brees three times, um, and even holding Kamara uh, to not that impressive of a game. Uh, another big one that not surprised me, but was impressive nonetheless was Tampa Bay's uh, rushing with Fournette and Jones, uh, each of them having 63 and 62 yards respectively on 17 and 13 carries. Um, there was a lot of offensive snaps in this game for Tampa Bay, uh, and I think they, I think they did well with with that. And more importantly, more than anything, is they produced on turnovers. Uh, I think it was like twenty one something points off of turnovers. Um, that that will win you a football game in a heartbeat. Um, for the Buccaneers, I had another championship game. Tom Brady moves to the NFC and is going to another championship game. Um, that's pretty insane if we all think about it. So, yeah. Um, for the lose for the losing Saints, uh, Alex. I have a funny stat about that. Hold on. Uh, so champion NFC Championship game appearances since 1997. Oh yeah, Tom Brady that. won. Yeah, Cowboys zero. Years <laughs> in the NFC since '97. Tom Brady won. Dallas Cowboys twenty-four. I was like, Ooh. <laughs> but I will say though, at least the Dallas Cowboys do have more playoff wins than Brady. Uh, Cowboys have thirty-five, and Brady has thirty-two. Um, so you can hold that one. Um, Alex, start us off with the losing Saints. Super sad send-off. Um, I mean, it's it's a pretty. It seems finite. It seems like we already know what's going to happen uh, here upcoming uh, in the next three months or so, even probably sooner, and that Drew Brees will retire from the NFL, the, the future Hall of Famer, and probably the heart of an entire city and maybe even an entire state for quite a while. Um, Brees will be retiring from the NFL, and then we'll see who takes the reins and in uh, New Orleans after that. Uh, but it's tough. Most likely. Right, most likely. Uh, well, it, but yeah, it, it, if it is true, which it seems to be, it will be most likely as it has been reported. Um, it's a sad, it's hard to see Breeze walk out of the, the Superdome like that. You know what I mean? You know, with three picks, one touchdown, subpar performance. Uh, you know, even if he had played a great game and lost, that would have been completely if this would have been a, you know, 32-34 win on a field goal, nail-biter kind of a situation he lost, that's fine. But this is a hard way to see a, a hero to a lot of people go off. Yeah, he had a rough game, but that was a good game for the first at least three quarters of this game, you know? It was. I mean, we were tied going into the fourth quarter. It was back and forth the entire time. It was. It wasn't until the last half of that game that Tampa Bay really pulled away. 
It's going it to be a, like defense because it was, a, it was a defensive battle, like I like yeah. I predicted. Yeah, uh, which yeah, it's good if you like defense, which doesn't seem to be the NFL or the fans nowadays. You know I mean? It was a good game, maybe not the best send off for Breeze, but you know what? If you're looking at it, individual performance, Peyton Manning didn't have a good game in his last game. Yeah, they won the Super Bowl, right? But he sucked in that game. <laughs> I bet you like the Rams Patriots Super Bowl too, huh? <laughs> Seven to three. Ooh. No, that game actually sucked. I didn't like that one. Huh? I didn't care for that one actually. Uh-huh. Kev, go ahead for the losing Saints. Um, thirty for thirty. And by saying that, I'm going with uh, Mr. Jameis over there. <laughs> Came into the game, his only throw of the game, throws a fifty-six uh, yard bomb for a touchdown. Is he your future, guys? Mm, also, that's also the longest uh, touchdown pass of the season for the Saints. And that is his first touchdown pass as a Saint. I don't even think it was necessarily great, but Michael Thomas had a terrible game. Right, four targets and no catches. Yeah, that's he awful had a for him. Terrible game. He was not route running very well. He wasn't like it was being draped. You know what I mean? But he just could. He could not get the job done. No, but this guy missed like the entire season too, though. True. Yeah, true. For various injuries and uh, issues. Issues. Yeah, let's just call them issues. <laughs> injuries and issues. I mean, it's hard to get continuity when you're doing that. So. Yeah. Uh, if anybody cares for the losing Saints, I put he is done. Alex pretty much said it all. It's it's all been reported that. Drew Brees is going to retire after this game. And I mean, yes, I mean, it sucks to see him go out like this. um, But it just kind of, he just kind of proved, not, I'm not going to say prove, but he just kind of looked like he doesn't have it anymore, man. You know, like, it's just kind of is what it is at this point. It's just, I mean, we just looked like the last two years. It was like, yeah, it's, it's been a little You wonder why they brought Jameis in for that bomb of a touchdown. Right, because he can't throw it 30, 40 yards. It it struggled for him to get, like, 14 yards. Yeah. He looks like he's outrun arm out every time. Yeah. It it seemed to be a struggle. Yeah. But uh, we got a fun weekend of games coming up next week. Yeah, a fun two games coming up next week. Um, But before we do that, um, favorite things. I'm going to start us off here. Bills Mafia. So I thought this was pretty cool. Um, the Bills Mafia, their fan base up there, they started donating right after the game to Lamar Jackson's charity uh, Blessings in a Backpack, I believe is what it's called. And they've raised over like $300,000 for it. Um, but right after the game, when he went out for with his concussion um, and the Bills obviously defeated the Ravens, uh, they started donating to the charity. Um, so I thought that was pretty classy of them. Have you got a favorite thing? Mine was actually last week, and I forgot to mention last week because I already stole Alex's thing and had another thing. So I'll mention it this week. Aaron Rodgers is going to be a celebrity guest host on Jeopardy. That's pretty cool. And this comes five years after he actually competed on a celebrity edition and, and actually won. He's very... He's very intelligent. He said that this is one of his favorite 
shows every night Jeopardy came on. He always watched it as a kid and growing up. Um, absolutely idolized Alex Trebek and to see him go and be able to host an episode. That's, that's pretty cool. That is, I did not know that. Alex, you got one? Well, <laughs> it was the Bills Mafia one. I'll keep stealing my uh, <laughs> <laughs> two weeks in a row. <laughs> I'm going to start calling it like a week in advance. Uh, no, uh, I don't really necessarily have a sports-related one. Um, mine would just be that tomorrow is my first official day uh, as a Bobcat, and I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. So. Hey, congrats, Ooh. man. Thanks, man. Thanks, guys. Golf clap for this guy over here. He's a, he's a big boy college student now. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Can't wait to fail in college. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll stick around for part two coming up later this week sometime. We're going to preview the championship games, Packers and Bucks and Bills and Chiefs. Should be a good weekend. Um, the email is doubleasportshow.com. The email is doubleasportshow at gmail.com if you want to contribute to the show at all. Tell us, uh, tell us your, your previews and your thoughts about the way the NFL playoffs are going. We'd love to hear them. Um, that's going to be it. Uh, tune in for part two. Be good to yourself. Be good to each other out there. Don't drink and drive. Don't, don't drink and drive. Don't sex and drive. And with that, we'll see you later. Peace. See you.